How's everybody doing on this Monday night? You're going to be listening to episode 7 of What We Know. I'm your host, Phil. And in this episode, I'm bringing on a guest who I requested to come on. I don't know her all that well personally, but I see what she posts on her Twitter. I see what she posts on her Instagram, everything like that. We almost have the same political views, but I'm always curious to know another person's perspective who I don't usually know that much. So I'm bringing on a guest. Her name is Nicole, and we have a lot to talk about in this podcast. It's another politics one. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Joe Biden and Kamala Harris administration, the COVID relief bill that was just passed by uh, the Senate today. We also have to talk about mass incarceration and the death penalty, which is a topic that Nicole wanted to discuss with on the podcast today. So I said, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I didn't even, you know, acknowledge her name yet. I don't know. I'm kind of like all over the place right now, but her name is Nicole. So um, I have, just so you know, I have never really had a full-blown conversation with her today. So this is the very first time that I'm going to be having a conversation with somebody on this podcast that I have never spoken to before ever. So it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to know all about it, know her views on everything and her view on the death penalty and mass incarceration. So this is going to be an exciting podcast. I'm very excited for it. And I hope that you guys are too. So stick around and listen to the interview I'm about to do with Nicole on this episode of What We Know. Hey, what's up? All right. So I just said it in the intro that me and you never really had like a full-blown conversation before. So this is the first time ever where I'm doing an interview with somebody where I never like knew really anything about them. So this oh is gonna be interesting, I think. <laughs> I think this is going to be interesting. I never really did something like this before. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. All right. I'm glad. So I just want to get right into it. You yes. have the same political views as I do, basically, I would say on Democrat, Republican, stuff like that. So I yeah. want to get your opinion on this. When you learned last month, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris beat Donald Trump, what was your initial reaction? Um, definitely relief. Mm-hmm. for maybe like the first few hours but obviously the reality set it set in pretty fast after that like this is better but it's not like it's a step in the right direction yeah but there's still a lot to be done oh, a I lot agree. to be done yeah. I agree completely I mean I always go back to uh in one of my last podcasts I did with my cousin I was talking to him about how Joe Biden and Kamala Harris weren't exactly my ideal picks a few months ago when you were oh, talking yeah. about Democratic nominees. Me personally, Definitely not. Yeah. Me, me personally, I was an Elizabeth Warren fan. I liked her a lot. It was either mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders for me. So yeah, it was Bernie for me. It was Bernie for you. Yeah. Respect, I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> it was either or for me. Oh, I yeah. I really think it was I... Joe Biden, but I'm glad. Yeah. I'm just glad that in the end, all these months later, we got we got someone who I would who isn't going to make me, you know, pull my hair out every single time he talks. So yeah, and you know his um speech that first night, it, it did touch me. You know, like I I am bisexual, and he did seem to kind of include women and made a really huge emphasis on the LGBT community. And like whether or not that's genuine, because like who knows. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to hear that from a president, also a president that can actually like speak. <laughs> Yeah, really actually nice. intelligently. And yeah, not, uh, like I wasn't yeah. like cringing. It, it was like it was heartwarming. I did tear up a bit, but then like you know, like I said a few hours later, I was like, but but there's more to be done. We can't like mm-hmm. we can't like romanticize them. Like they're still politicians. They're still we need to just harass him to do the right thing. Yeah, I I uh, the way I see that is you know I keep saying everybody is 
let's be real, is that Joe Biden wasn't everybody's ideal choice. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, we have to look at it as saying that we have a normal president now again, and not some guy who all the time is talking about how much he Mm -hmm. is such in loving relationships, basically, with dictators like Putin and Kim Jong-un. So Yeah, I I say this all the time. Like, I would prefer... I'm not going to say a bad president. We don't know if he's going to be bad or not. But, you know, a mediocre, typical president over a fascist one. Yes. You know, I'll take what I can get here. So <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. And for, for you personally, I mean, I, I want to know your perspective on this is what is it like for you knowing you're going to have there's going to be a woman vice president for the very first time? Does that it's... at any point, does that in any way speak volume to you or is it like? It uh... could. Yeah. I mean, when she came out and like, I think she introduced him Joe, yes, that night. Yeah. That like her speech also. It touched me. It was nice to see a woman up there, especially a woman of color. I I think that's great for Mm. people. But, you know, at the same time, not my first choice. No, if I were to pick a woman. (laughs) No, definitely. I listen again. I I will reiterate it again. Yeah, Yeah. It's not everybody's first choice. But the way that we have to look at it is say is for the next at least four years of our lives, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can do what you know, anything is remotely better than what Donald yeah. Trump and Mike Pence were. And there's no doubt about that. I, the way I look at it as, as long as the next four years are just smooth sailing where I don't have to, where I don't want to have to turn on the news every single day and see mm-hmm. that they did something that's going to hurt people, uh, you know, ordinary American citizens, or right. they did something during a, during this ongoing pandemic that just is still killing thousands of people every day as long right. as it's just a normal presidency that handles it the way it should be then mm-hmm. i'm not too worried about it to the point where i'm going to be turning on msnbc every single day and thinking <laughs> oh my god what's going yeah. on <laughs> yeah i feel cool. like um yeah like i said before i feel like they're definitely the type of pair that if we won't let them get away with it mm-hmm. the way that like trump's been getting away with it because yes. he's just ruthless, relentless. But I feel like the with what they've put out there, if they don't listen to us, they're going to look like, you know, I feel like they're going to, I feel like if we bully them enough, it'll get through. <laughs> like, I, I think the way we look at, I think the way I look at it is the way I see it is I look at, at it as saying to myself, uh, how do I put it? I'm trying to think of like the words is, I don't expect them to be perfect whatsoever. No oh, yeah. presidency has ever been perfect. No I mean, politician I, I, is perfect. Yeah, no politician yeah. you know, add on is, is not perfect at all. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was a, you know, for the eight years he was president, and I loved Barack Obama and Joe mm-hmm. Biden. I loved, I loved that pair. Yeah. But obviously it had its moments too, where people looked at it and said, you know, what are you guys doing? What is the point of this? And But I never felt like people's lives were as targeted or threatened mm-hmm. as it is now. Then not to say like that the, their presidency but, but wasn't. The same, yeah, but at the same time, I would say that the America in itself right now is currently divided because mm-hmm. Trump could be a figure of hate speech in a sense. Trump could be Definitely. someone who represents hate and bigotry and misogyny and all that stuff and joe biden not that he's the the most perfect person for that stuff obviously Mm -hmm. he has said some comments in the past that are like why would joe biden say this or why would joe biden do that it's definitely something that he's done but and you know harris has done and said things i am 
again yeah, absolutely. so there's yeah. not you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like the whole sitting like a liberal bubble and just praise them every single second oh of no this. literally yeah no, no you gotta you gotta also understand the criticism of them too is 100 percent. but at the same time it's not like it's a cult following right now like the trump supporters and the trump presidency where these people <laughs> literally so praise they praise him like he's a god basically it's really they scary like he's god and he doesn't and the, the craziest part is they praise him like a god he just looks at them as just you follow me for the I don't understand why, but I just go along with it at this point. Yeah, he doesn't care. Have you seen um I don't know if it's like a photo or an interview floating around the internet the past few years, but it was something like like he was it was back in like maybe the nineties. Somebody he was like, if I were to ever run for president, I'd run for Republican because they're stupid. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, actually you know what? It's funny you say that though, because I think that's actually proven that it wasn't true. Really? But, but but I will say this, my dad has pointed this out multiple times. If you want to look back to, let's say, the 90s or early 2000s, whatever it was, Donald Trump gave more money, donated more money to Democrats than he ever did to Republicans. That's a true fact. He never he donated more to Democrats than he did to Republicans back then. I believe it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. absolutely truth. I mean, look at who he was friends with back then. He used to be good friends with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. He mm-hmm. he donated more money to Democrats than he did to Republicans. And I look at the, uh, I, I look at right now in 2020 and think about how it's been such a shit year. You yeah. <laughs> Politics-wise, pop culture-wise, all that stuff. It's just been not that great of a year. But... And then like COVID on top of it to really yeah, make COVID it. Yeah, COVID on top of everything. Yeah. And, well, you got a vaccine, so. Yeah, right. You got a vaccine. It's not a big deal. But, oh my God, this sucks. I think what <laughs> irritates me the most right now is how all those politicians who were like, COVID's not real, don't wear a mask. They're getting the mm-hmm. vaccine right now. Like Marco first. Rubio, Lindsey Graham, mm-hmm. Johnny yeah. Ernst. Oh my God. It's like irritating. It really so is irritating. irritating. And I'm just That's like, what I, mm-hmm. no I say it all the time. <laughs> I say it right now too. Every single time I go on Twitter and I see one of them getting vaccinated, I just mm-hmm. think to myself, well, why are you getting it? You weren't wearing a mask to begin with because you didn't think it was meant to do anything. You thought it was stupid. Now all of a sudden, yeah. I'm going to go skip the line in front of millions of other <laughs> Americans and I'm going to get this vaccine myself. I don't get it. I, I, I'll never understand the logic. And then when Trump got it, supposedly, mm. my, like, a few of my classes this semester with my professors, because I, I had really great professors this year that, like, acknowledged the, the political atmosphere. Like, we mm. talked about it every class. And one of my classes was really, like, like convinced that, like, he didn't really have it or maybe he Mm. did have it and it was worse than he was like letting on or something like that because i feel like he said oh i have it and like three days later he was like okay i'm fine like yeah and then and then he goes about bragging about how even if he had it or not i don't know and i i've always questioned i've questioned that too yeah like like since that happened, I've always questioned it. I'm like, does this guy really have it? Did he have it? I don't know. I feel like either it was way, too, like, I don't either know. Either way, the way he went about it, either way, the way, the way he went about it afterwards, mm-hmm. still just telling people, again, spreading the wrong message as he did the entire pandemic, saying, oh, I got the best treatment. They, you know, they treat you like a celebrity when you're the president. They gave you the best treatment. They gave you this. They gave you that. Yeah, well, that and treatment to- is never extended to the middle class or the lower class or, like, no, it's come not. on. Like- no, it's not. And I think about this, um, you're talking about middle class, lower class. I mean, the, the stimulus bill 
the relief oh. package. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm I have it honestly pulled up right now on my laptop, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm reading it, and I'm like, what is it doing? I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on? What is going on with this? I think the memes made from it are like I the only even... thing getting me by. <laughs> and the best part, like you see, it's instead of the twelve hundred that people got back in March. These people are only getting six hundred dollars now. Yep, I. That's ridiculous. That's literally. I don't, I don't I, understand it. So I don't embarrassing. It. it is embarrassing. It's like this is the best we can do, and I laugh because I'm looking on on Twitter again. And I'm seeing certain people who I know personally who are either Trump supporters in this election or they voted for him four years ago. Either way, oh, they're no. all talking about. They're all talking about how oh my God, why are we only getting this much money? Why are we getting this much money? And it's like, well, these are the people you voted for. No, so literally. You, you reap what you sow. You reap what exactly. you sow. And I'm looking at it again and I'm saying, this is the best we have. You know, like, this is how much. Right. This country like prides itself on like having so much money, but the only place they want to give their money to is their military <laughs> and like not its own people. And or themselves are the top one percent of people. No, still. literally, like, <sighs> like I wish I can get some of that money, like actually <laughs> good money, not six hundred dollars. I can I make think... six hundred dollars in a few weeks working. I can't do. I can't make six hundred. Like six hundred dollars is nothing. <laughs> it's not. It it's is not it's gonna... literally nothing. Yeah, I think like what's baffling is that like there's people in these like really uh rich positions where they could like we could end like homelessness in this country if we really wanted to and they're just like nah not gonna do it how do you sleep uh, at night (laughs) i i agree with you and look at you talk about people who have that kind of money i mean look at someone the amazon ceo look at jeff bezos yeah the world's first he's not even a billionaire at this point anymore he's moving his way to by if i'm not mistaken 2026 or 2027 he'll be noted as the first ever trillionaire no one needs that much money <laughs> no one needs that i agree no one needs that he much could money. give that all away everyone could be fed have a home whatever the, the necessities the bare minimum is mm-hmm. what we could give to everyone and he'd still have like millions left over oh yeah that's, that's what true. i don't understand Look like, how much, I mean, I can't even imagine how much money this guy makes in one hour, let alone an entire month or a year even. I mean, he's a billionaire. So... He can do whatever he wants. I can't even imagine that. But I really want to get to a big topic because getting off of COVID, all that stuff, I, yeah. I know you had a big topic you wanted to discuss. And I never really looked into it that much. Mm-hmm. So I want what your view is on it. And then. I'll probably ask you questions about it because I'm not too. I will best. You know, well I will known. answer the best of my ability. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah, it's completely fine. So you wanted to talk about mass incarceration and the death penalty. Yeah. What um, exactly is it that you have your viewpoints on with it? And then I'm curious to know in response what I'll ask. So you could go on your whole thing about it, whatever it is. Sure. And I'm here to listen. Cool. So, uh, you know, Brandon Bernard. What was it last week he was sent to death or this week? I believe it was last week. Last week, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm losing track of time lately. (laughs) But um, aren't we all? It's Christmas this week. Who would have thought? I know. It's insane. But um, yeah, that really struck a nerve with me. And it struck a nerve with, I think, the whole country. 
and uh I haven't read up on this in a while but I did like kind of touch up a bit before we got on together but um I took a class my sophomore year of college and we had to read this book you guys should read the book if you like are interested or I think it's it, it was turned into a movie I think recently if you're more of a what visual learner uh Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson I saw that movie you did loved awesome it. loved it awesome loved it. book is great too um and I I've always been against the death penalty you know like in high school and you're like U.S. history class I am pretty sure we've all had to like right for or against it and your reasons why always been against it never sat right with me you know why should the government have the power to determine if you should die or not never sat mm-hmm. right with me uh so statistically you know it's mostly innocent people mm-hmm. and after i read just mercy i learned that it's more than that it also is kind of ingrained with systematic racism Mm-hmm. how like mass incarceration is basically a legal way to arrest black people it mm-hmm. was like that's a, like you know from jim crow laws to now what are what can we do legally to criminalize them yeah and forgive me for not remembering the source i did look around cannot find where i read this it was a while ago so don't you know take it for whatever but yes. um basically ex- explained that the prison system was created under the foundation and the intent of ensuring the criminalization of black people since like okay we can't enslave them let's do it in a way that seemingly abides to the law let's criminalize drugs let's do this let's do that which i believe has truth to it i know i've read up some stuff about that if you read about the history of marijuana and the criminalization like you would understand there's like some racial aspects to that I mean, just I think like, we could see it just in today's even society. Even in today, yeah. But like I think when you it started. see that certain people of color, whether you're white, black, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you people are either going to face a lesser penalty. Charge or a... Or a lesser charge or a very significant charge Exa- just exactly. for possession mm-hmm. of marijuana. So when I read Just Mercy, and I'll just explain a little bit like what it's about for people mm-hmm. who like don't know it. Yes, I, I, you can explain. I've seen yeah. it, but you can definitely go on about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a real story about a black man named Walter McMillian, I believe, or is it McMillan? It was one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was wrongfully convicted of murdering a white woman named Rhonda Morrison, and he was on death row for six years. And in his first trial, before he was sent to death row, he was found guilty under an all-white jury. I think there was only one black man on the jury, which is like important to note. Um, eventually, he was like later acquitted for the crime and let out of jail. But, like, you know, that's six years on death row. That's, like, that's a lot, you know? And yeah. there's people who've been on death row for over 20, 30, 40 years and then are, like, oh, sorry. You're not, you're like, sorry. Yeah, you're sorry not, about that. You're not like, guilty, actually. We'll let you go. Like, that's not something you can recover from, like, after a week. So, he... It takes the rest of your life. Yeah, that's your life literally your life. And, you know... I guess if you want to interpret it as, oh, a happy ending, he didn't die. <laughs> like, Brandon Bernard, unfortunately, suffered. But, like, it's still, like, does not sit right with me, you know? I No, I agree completely with you. I, and... think about, I think about certain people that, you know, obviously have been either sent to death row or sentenced to anything like that. I think for me, I look at certain aspects and I look about people. I know that the uh, the one 
well, you had the two brothers who did the Boston uh, Marathon bombing. Yes. One of them, mm-hmm. one of them did get killed. The other one was sent to death row. Yes. And the way I see it, I mean, personally for me, I agree with you. I'm not for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I'm against it. I don't agree with it. Yes. I rather, I would rather them suffer someone, in I, jail yeah, I would or something. Someone be, I would rather someone who did something like that be sent to jail the rest of their life than so they can sit on it about mm-hmm. what they did. And, and it's like I'm a like I'm a huge fan of true crime, so I'm like used to reading about men and women who've been sent to death row, who have been killed under it. You know, Ted Bundy died from lethal injection, mm-hmm. and it's like in cases of that, you know, it's kind of hard not to be like, oh well, the fucker kind of deserved it, did he not? But like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, but who am I to say that? He took away other people's lives, so now we should take away his. Aren't we just adding to it? Yeah. So, uh, that's what moral like, do we have? Exactly. The same thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So, I, agree. I think one serial killer that always amazed me, and I was actually thinking about her today, especially when I knew we were going to talk about this particular topic that can be sensitive to others. Yeah. But the topic that I always think about, serial killer wise. Um, it was actually another, you know, real life story that ended up being based on a movie mm-hmm. that um, Charlize Theron was in back in, I believe, 2003. Oh, wait, that which she won was it? I'm very interested. Uh, Monster. <laughs> I think it was called Monster. I've never heard of it. Wait, what's the case? Um, her name was Aileen Warnos. I yes. Believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I think she's and like noted she... as one of the first women, I think. Mm-hmm to be sentenced to death row she yeah. died I think, of, I think she again lethal injection i mm-hmm. believe that's what she was sent to but the thing about her that i always find crazy regarding that stuff is obviously the movie depicts it as she did it in acts of self-defense but some of it she did it with with murder yeah i haven't exactly read about the story in a long time so i'm definitely missing some is this the details. sex worker that killed men I believe she Is that was. Her? I believe she was a prostitute. Okay. I believe. I believe she was. Yeah. Um. It, it is. I just looked it up. It is her. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. But she. But what's interesting? I always found interesting about her case, um, particularly is the way the movie depicts it as, you know, she grew up hard life, not having to, you know didn't have the necessary the necessities of having a I guess you could call it normal life and had to dealt with I believe teen pregnancy had she had a shit childhood yeah I remember reading on it I always found that kind of thing interesting we talk about mass incarceration death row all that stuff some of these people the reason why they have motives that they do and what's crazy about it is some people have these motives because they just, they grow up in that kind of surrounding. I mean, I even have known people who surprisingly you would think grow up to be, that would grow up to be that kind of person, but don't after having a not so ideal childhood. It's always amazing to me when someone could come out of the hole that people thought was dug for them. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever like taken a psychology class or a forensic one. Yeah. I have. have. Environment versus, yeah, me too. Like environment versus uh, Jesus. What's the other one? Why can I not remember this? Like what you're born with, basically. Like is it like a predisposition? Like if you have a predisposition for something and you're born into like a abusive environment, you- the chances of you becoming a person like that are so high. 
But like you mm-hmm. said, there are people who have grown in these environments and have not come out as an ab- abuser or a killer. They choose to turn their life around because of that. I feel like it's really based on so many factors of how the person responds to it, how their yeah. brain is hardwired. Like it, like the psychological aspects of it are so interesting to me. And we could probably so, make an entire yeah, we could probably make an entire it. other podcast just talking about it. But um, I but like yeah. I was going back to what it's you crazy. were saying before yeah. about these yeah. about these mass incarcerations and stuff yeah. like that is. I when I watched Just Mercy, it was it was like probably one of the last movies I could say I actually watched, you know, pre lockdown, everything like that. When I actually when we were actually able to go to a movie theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and I remember watching it and I was thinking the entire time, you know, you don't really realize it at that moment, because the whole point of the story is you have Michael B. Jordan is his lawyer. Jamie Foxx is the guy who he's playing, mm-hmm. you know, that's playing the actual it's uh, quite a cast, and, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was a good cast. Yeah. You had, you had Michael B. Jordan, you had Jamie Foxx, and you had Brie Larson in it. Brie Larson's in that? No fucking way. Why have I not seen yeah. this? All right, I got to watch it now. Yeah, I, I recommend <laughs> it. I recommend it. I will. But, I recommend the book. <laughs> yes. Um, but what I love about the movie is um, there's a there's a scene in it that I always remember is uh, Michael B. Jordan gets pulled over mm-hmm. by two cops, you know, obviously white yeah. cops. And he asked them, you know, what is the problem? What did I do? Yeah. And they tell him to step out of the car. And he's like, well, what did I do? And yeah. cops pulled a gun. Cops pull a gun on him, just telling him that he's not complying. And that scene, thinking about it now, always jumps out to me because we see it even in today's society oh, that people, you know, look at the whole thing about the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer. You had people like Breonna Taylor. You had people like George Floyd. You mm-hmm. had people like Jacob Blake. You had those three people just necessarily stand out to you because, you know, well, some people can argue about Jacob Blake. They can they can argue all they want about George Floyd, everything like that. Yeah. Those people were not doing anything at that moment where they deserve to be shot, you know, right. harmed, anything like that. And like, I feel like people's argument all the time is like, well, just follow the law and you won't get shot. And I'm like, but they were following the law and Mm -hmm. and you know i like to even go against that again like let's say they are going against the law or something like i still don't think the police has the authority to shoot them you know Mm -hmm. like no i agree especially with brianna taylor like came into her house like where's your warrant where's like your like what (laughs) like i'll never get over that but the thing about it that I'm trying to connect with mm-hmm. the movie and today is that movie's supposed to take place. I I don't even know how many years ago it's supposed to take. Like it's supposed to take place in the setting or whatever. I'll look it up but, for you really fast because I want yeah, to know too. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. But regardless, yeah, what we see in that movie and we compare it to today, it's still relevant know, whole, and it shouldn't it's be very relevant. Yeah. It is. I I couldn't agree more. And I and I laugh because people want to talk about the whole thing with. Um, obviously, we go back to the 80s, 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, people go back to the whole thing, too. I'm going back to Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and people talk about what he said about how, you know, obviously, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Obviously, it was a stupid comment. People asked him in his town hall about that comment. He said, I regret it. I shouldn't have said it. Right. Yeah. The thing is also, they talk about his 1994 crime bill that he was a member of signing with. 
And even in this town hall, people asked him what that did. You realize that you did, you signed a bill that mass incarcerated people. Hundred percent. And and he says, and Joe Biden always says that yes, that was back in 1994. And if I were to go back and tell myself, don't sign that bill, I wouldn't. Which is a big thing, also for I guess you could say a a person's development. Yeah. Because look at someone like Joe Biden and then compare them to someone like Donald Trump. Donald Trump literally called for the executions of the, I believe, Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. I believe that was, and I don't even think those people were guilty. Yeah. I don't even know it. I don't think they were, at least. I don't know I the details either, that. but I could have, I'm pretty sure they were. <laughs> but they were also, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were, I believe they were all of color. Not surprising. So, yeah. Yeah. And look at, and people want to call Joe Biden this apparent racist and, Obviously, you could say anything you want about Joe Biden, but look at Donald Trump's past, too. Mm-hmm. Even before he was even considering running for president, he had so many incidents of racial disparities where he was, you know, criticizing a person because of their color, because of their ethnicity, their their backgrounds, anything like that. He, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, told one of the people at his casino that to not give the money to either an Indian worker or a black worker because he thought that they were going to skim him of his money <sighs> just because of the color of their so skin. It and their not surprise me anymore. <laughs> it, shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah. It just, it just makes you roll your eyes. Like, yeah, it sounds, sounds like about right. Yeah. It. it sounds about right. And so, Oh, go, go. Yeah, no, but I just want to say that I find it interesting to know someone also loves psychology as much as I do, because I really do. Mm, I, me too, yeah. I took it, I took it my freshman year because I'm a sophomore currently. So I took it the first semester in the fall last year. And I took it in the spring of last year. I actually I took it, it, it in high school. It. Yeah. It's a great class. I took it in high school and then I took it again in college. I love yeah. it. It was, I didn't get the best of grades. I still passed the class, but I, still found it really interesting to be in class and it like was one of those it was one of those classes that actually hooked me in oh yeah I, like, I looked wow. forward to it we always had some like fun. I would yeah. be, I probably if I still had my book you would see that there's about from just one class I had there was probably about two or three pages worth yeah you be writing like so much because you're just like so fascinated by it it's really cool mm-hmm. exactly what I was doing. yeah I was the type of person in that class who just was interested, was fascinated mm-hmm. with it. But um, I have a question is what makes you so interested in the statistics of the mass incarceration and the death penalty? What exactly is it? So you talk about the U.S. history classes about mm-hmm. writing an essay about whether you're for or against it and why you're either for or against it. What makes you so interested about it in it? So one thing that really stood out to me in uh, Stevenson's book and other things I've read on it that if like you're black and your victim just so happens to be white kind of just like Walter and Rhonda's case uh your chances of being placed on death row or it and or that like it being followed through like you them going through with it it increases significantly Mm -hmm. and that's kind of concerning i don't know about you but that's a no yeah. it's a, it, it is. and uh the jury's race also impacts cases like this most people will convict someone solely because oh they're black they must have done it they have a bias 
and mm-hmm. like you could I know there's a whole procedure before you go into a courtroom about before they pick people for jury like or like they try to seek out these biases or whatever but it's like I don't know what they ask. Like, are you racist? Like, you're not gonna say yes. Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, are you a racist? No, I don't think I'm. Racist. No, I don't think like no one's gonna say yes to that. So no, I, like I don't. Again, I don't know what questions they ask. So I could be like sounding like an idiot right now. But I just think that's really interesting because uh, uh, by percentage, like there are more white people than black people. So why is there like in like such a high percentage in each state of black people on death row like mm-hmm. just like i'm not good at math but just like by i'm not good at math by, but by okay. logic like if the higher population of that race like isn't like it just doesn't make sense because like how many people get on death row like that's not a common thing so i think they said that this year alone in the united states i believe that there was more people executed on death row this year than there has been since way a long time ago it's been a long i believe it was a long time i don't know what it is i I feel like they. i don't even i didn't even know about it and it was so weird because it was such a low number it wasn't like it was a high number but but compared to other years yeah comparing it to other years it was the most that it's been in a long time and it's just it's disgusting i mean obviously you can have the people you have the people who will debate this, they will say, well, if this person really did such a horrible thing, they, they deserve to die. But you also have the people who say, yeah, they did such a horrible thing. And that person whose life they took or whose family they've, you know, you could you can use the term destroyed. Yeah. You know, I, I empathize people... with victims, families who want the death penalty for the person what that exactly did this and not like, necessarily empathize is the wrong word i not that i feel for them but i i guess i understand because I, I i don't know what it's like to be in that position the anger you must feel towards that person so mm-hmm. it's like i feel like it's like not even like my place to butt in and be like no that's wrong <laughs> like i feel like you're just yeah. like like i don't know that's a whole nother story I, I yeah, like I don't no. know how I'd even react if I was in that position, but I, I don't think anybody. Yeah, really I was like, yeah, I, like, no one really sits it. and thinks about it. Like, oh, like I am against the death penalty, but like if my brother was murdered, like I don't know, who knows? God forbid that yeah. happens. But mm. um, Jesus, what were we talking about before that? <laughs> I think you. <laughs> well, just talking about, I was just asking you, like, why? Like, we were talking about how they were to choo- choose a jury, all that stuff. Right, and I was yeah, asking yeah. you why that find why you do find that like so interesting and i i i i enjoy your perspective on it because for me the way i see it is juries for you know as long as we can remember when you're choosing the the i guess you could say the judicial mm-hmm. system yeah. of courts and all that stuff there's always going to be i feel even now you got biased people who are either a biased judge you have a biased jury all that stuff because i'm i mean people i I can't even tell you how long you can go back to where we see certain people whether even if you have even if you're of a a different race or a different gender even Mm -hmm. people will look at it very weirdly i think you could say they'll look at it very just they'll be iffy about it Mm -hmm. i don't really know why i always think that to myself too is we're all human obviously we all make mistakes Mm -hmm. and we all do stuff that 
some people look at as bad things or some people look at as, yeah, that's not, not a good thing at all. Right. But, but in the end, I think we're all human. We all make mistakes. I don't, I know that obviously when you think about something as, as severe as murder yeah. and all that stuff, it's, it's deep, yeah. but I don't, uh, I don't really see the death penalty being a solution for all that stuff. Oh, definitely. I I, I, I can't, I can't see it being a solution to our problems. Yeah, and I don't, I really and I don't have the sources in front of me, but I can remember from an essay I wrote for uh, one of my classes when we discussed this. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, talking about the death penalty. It, it's like proven that like it does nothing to stop crime. It does nothing to lower the rates. It does nothing to like improve society. Mm-hmm. It's I believe it, it. I like I, I absolutely yeah. believe it. I I I have to believe and that. And a high percentage of the people who are put to death, they are later on proven innocent. And I mm. just feel like that's too that like that just shouldn't happen. Like if you're if you're going to have this thing set in place, like you better be sure that they did it. You yeah, know? You can't just say, Yeah, they did it, but we don't exactly know. It's even happened today frequently today yeah that this mm-hmm. goes on and uh in just mercy the case is often compared to i don't have you read to kill a mockingbird were you forced to read that when you were younger <laughs> yeah when i was in high yeah. school i read yeah. when i was in high school I read um it. you know the case of i i haven't read it in a very long time so i'm gonna be rusty on it I haven't, I haven't read, I know, I haven't really thought about it since high but, school. But yeah, <laughs> not my favorite book. But, um, you know, the story is, like, black man kills white girl. Like, what are we going to do about it? Like, how they respond to it. I don't remember if um he actually, did he kill her? Like, did he actually kill I literally have no, I can't even I'm remember. an English I major can't, and I, I can't remember <laughs> like i it's okay we're we're not judging anybody for not uh mis mistrust their knowledge it's okay we're no, not i literally haven't read this book since i remember but it's compared to that book a lot and mm. it's just like i think it's i can understand yeah that. it's so it's, crazy it's, that book was written like i mean even the opening scene i always remember in that movie itself even in the opening scene of that mm-hmm. movie again james fox's character all he's doing is just his regular job and then while he's, he's just like existing, home, <laughs> while he's just trying to drive home, he gets stopped by police. They ask him if they know if he knows anything about the murder of whoever. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've never been in that area. I don't know who that yeah. is. And immediately the cops don't listen to him and they arrest him and just don't even question him. And the thing that's crazy about it to me is like I said, going back to an issue I was talking about earlier, is this still happens today where people, oh, yeah. just because of the color of their skin, are treated differently by authority figures. It's 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 scary to know that even today, it's, you know, it's 2020, almost 2021, and this is what we still have as yeah, some issue. obviously very much an issue. Yeah, oh yeah. Compared 100%. to, um, going back to, um, true crime i thought this also you what you were saying reminded me of this um you are you familiar with the zodiac killer i know like something in the news came up about him yeah i i I am familiar i've never seen i know that obviously there's a whole ass movie about it oh it's a great movie (laughs) 
Never seen it. It's Never cool. Seen it. It's cool. I think it's a really... I, I know it's a loaded cast. I know everybody's, like, fucking in yeah. that movie. But <laughs> i never seen the movie, but I know of it. I know, like, who he was. I know what yeah. he did, how to lure yeah. his victims, all that stuff. And how he, like, left clues, mm-hmm. basically. So, uh, I was watching something on it a while ago. I found out about this. But mm. it really irked me. It was around the summer, you know, when the protests, the Black Lives Matter protests were really in at its peak peak, yeah so um apparently um the zodiac was almost caught one day when um i think he murdered someone and then they were looking for him and the police put out like the victim gave them a description he's a white guy the police for some reason and this is like god what year is it i'm not gonna say a year until i look it up because i don't want to fuck that up but that's totally but fun. um, God, when did he operate? Like the seventies, sixties, and seventies. Yeah. Yeah. I so think it was, it was one of those years, and the police put in the officer who was taking her description. Their I don't know the victim. Their description. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him down as black. For oh, no really? particular reason, not like a miscommunication, not anything like that. Just because, like, oh, like he. He must be black. And because, because of this, he, yeah. he sent out to other, you know, patrol cars that were trying to look for this guy. You're looking for a black man. And they mm-hmm. passed by this white guy walking, like, and the police, like, drove right by him. He was very close to the crime scene. They saw his skin color. He was white. They were like, oh, not him. Drove away. And the officer that drove away that day was speaking in what I was, in what I was watching. And he goes, I 100% believe that I drove past the Zodiac killer that day and we just didn't catch him because the police had a bias and put it and wow. sent it out as black. And I'll just never forget that. Like, that's actually really interesting. I never yeah, knew that part of the story. I never really imagine like you see him, you are the police. You see they drove this guy, right by him, and they drive right, right by, by him. him. And That's he, insane. like, the, the officer being interviewed was saying, like, I, like, like he, we would have caught him if, like, that yeah. officer that day did not do that. And I'm just like, That's yeah, and it's like, I don't know. If- that could definitely be frustrating to a lot of people, too, because, again, it's the big subject we've been talking about this yeah, whole and entire like, podcast me, so far. Let me tell you something, like, 60s and 70s, I don't no. consider that to be a while ago. That's, like, that's, no. and it still happens today. I mean, like... Yeah, that's only it's only about 40, 50 years ago. It's not that that long. I mean, it's a long time yeah. ago, but it's not like we're not talking exactly. centuries ago. We're talking only a few decades ago. People like to pretend that like the civil rights movement wasn't like this recent thing, but it really oh, was. Yeah. I think it's almost and you think about it, too. Nobody's saying, obviously, that but, I mean, back then when the civil rights movement was at its big thing and you had Lyndon Johnson, you know, being the president at the mm-hmm. time. You know, he definitely was a racist at some points in his life. He definitely said a lot of things about, you know, black people. I think people all our all presidents were racist. I'm going to be straight up with you. <laughs> I would hope Barack Obama. Oh, well, yeah. I would hope he. I would hope yeah. he wasn't. But, <laughs> but, but you know, like I was, I was going to get into my point. Um, the thing that I always remember about it too is I learned about it. If you've ever seen the movie um, Selma, about 
the Martin Luther King thing. It was a Martin Luther King Jr. movie that came out like five years yeah, ago. It was all about the March on Selma. You know, when Martin Luther King eventually made his yeah. speech, his I made a, I had right. a dream speech. The whole movie, too. I'm thinking to myself, I, don't, I saw it, I think, twice in the theaters when it came out. And I remember I my middle school took us on a school trip to see it. So I always remember about it. And the whole movie, I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, I'm saying, you know, again, the point you make about how it really isn't that long, mm-hmm. it really isn't that long ago, but the whole time you're watching it and you see how, again, things were so different back then that these people, you know, white and colored people were, you know, using different, you know, bathrooms, different, you know, water fountains and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Segregation, exactly. It's what it was. And and there were so many people who were a part of just the simplest protest and they were assaulted by police authority figures, everything like that. And you even have the NYPD, even right here in New York, you know, me and you both, yeah. Staten Island mm-hmm. people. And, and you have the NYPD, you have de Blasio and Cuomo talking about how the NYPD definitely was abusive and and most likely assaulted Black Lives Matter protests. And oh, there's the, videos of it. Summer. I mean, exactly. from all over the you country. Go yeah, you'll go on Twitter and you'll see it. It's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. And what I find fascinating about that is back then when Selma was a big thing and you had the, the march across the bridge, a big thing about that was that was documented. Yes, but no one exactly knows just how badly it probably was. Yes. You only have some footage mm-hmm. of it. Nowadays, we have footage of it everywhere. More. And there's it's it's the world of social yeah, media. Yeah, and now. I think a lot of people opposed to this movement are always like, "Why can't we put this in the past? Like that was in the past." And I'm like, "But but, but no, it's not in the past. Like now it's just mm-hmm. coming to light. Now it's being recorded. Now we're mm-hmm. showing you. Now there's." cameras on the officers that are showing that they're taking advantage of their position like there's proof Mm -hmm. and still you won't you won't give into it like you won't like accept like this is wrong like and we need to do something Mm -hmm. i think that's so crazy to me i think it's insanity too to me that there is just so many like i i don't even know how to put it too i i just couldn't even fathom knowing that it's still happening I mean, today. we have video I just, evidence. I can't, wrap and... my head, I can't wrap my head around it, that it's going on still today. I can't wrap my head around yeah. it. I, really, I just can't. I can't think about it, you know, because I think for me growing up in a household where I'm always told to, I was taught to respect mm-hmm. others and my family itself, my, my extended family, same thing. The whole message is just be nice to one another. You know, don't, judge anybody because of the way they yeah. look the way they act all, all that stuff always get to know people until you make your own finalized opinion about mm-hmm. it and i've had that multiple times with me where i don't exactly know a person until i get to actually talk yeah. to them and stuff like that and then i form my opinion on them but what's crazy is nowadays it's like people felt like we took so many steps back especially this year alone with the black lives matter protest i mean I think what people always look to is even with Donald Trump as the president, people always looked for unity. Mm-hmm. They always looked for leadership. And 
you didn't have that with Donald Trump. And obviously, you know, his presidency is going to be over in less than a month from now. And the thing about it is the whole time we've seen that there was no unity. There was no real guy who is leading the cause for us. He only fought for him and his fellow Republicans. There really wasn't anybody who he was truly fighting for. And I would even ask that to anybody I know. And I'm sure you know if you're Trump supporters <laughs> yourself, you know, you would I would just ask them. It's like, what did he personally do to you that made that changed your life significantly that he promised he would do? What did he do that changed your life significantly? I can't. I would like to know. I, I, me too. I'd I know like you're to not know in the tax lot. bracket. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And you're not in the top one. And if you're not in the top 1%, then yeah, like, you're, not really, you're not really getting anything. And, but you know what? I think what the answer is, which I don't even think they themselves want to admit, is that I believe Donald Trump being president kind of gave uh, people permission to discriminate. They were like, oh, well, the president's mm-hmm. doing it. So I can, I can do it, too. You know, I and that's no, you go. No, you're fine. (laughs) Like, I just feel like that's what they that's what he offered to them. Just a chance to show their their pieces of shit. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) like people I there's something that really irritated me, you know, the days leading up to Joe Biden being elected was those Mm -hmm. people who were like, no matter who wins tomorrow or fucking very yes. like very yes. like yes. oh we're adults here like i don't care who you voted for like no i do care who you voted for because yeah this I isn't agree. just an opinion this is like people's rights are on the line people's like lives are on the line like who mm-hmm. you vote for i believe is a reflection of your values your morals and anybody oh my family's been saying yeah it for months now my family's been saying it for anybody months that voted for him again second term like like yeah, that just I, shows like you you it's oh, not even yeah. him it's like you just like him because he allows you to be the way you are i mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any other reason but you know besides the one percent that like would what are they better benefiting from him i i, I couldn't tell you i <laughs> uh no and i and i will add on to that because the thing that i always think about too is on election night when you had that as he as the republicans called it and many people political commentators analysts all Mm -hmm. that stuff they called it the red mirage on election night where it looked like he was in the lead in a lot of swing states like whether it was pennsylvania michigan wisconsin north carolina Mm -hmm. all that all those places georgia you know the thing about it is that whole thing of that red mirage was to just inflate his ego even more. Hundred percent. I think if I think in reality, if you counted mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, even before election day, Joe Biden would have probably been declared the winner a long point. Still would have been. Still would have won. November yeah. He still yeah. would have won, but we would have known it a lot sooner than usual. Yeah. I think it wouldn't have taken us what was it like three, four days to finally find out a winner. Yeah. I mean, I always remember on election night, on election night, I will ne- I literally never forget it. On election night, me and my brother went to go take a walk. We took a walk around our neighborhood. And the whole time I'm walking around the neighborhood, I'm saying to myself, you know, 
tomorrow it's still going to be here, but I'm going to be asking myself if we made the right decision or right. not. You know, yeah. at this point in time, it's the beginning of November. It's still early. It's still a little bit into the middle stages of fall mm-hmm. almost. And it's a little bit cold, but I'm thinking to myself the entire time. I'm like, oh my God, like this is really the, it's finally yeah. here election day. That's what I just so thought scary. to myself. Holy. I was like holy shit it's already election day and 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 i remember getting home and we ordered we ordered food my whole family we ordered food me and my brother eating in the basement and we said we literally just said to each other we were like let's just start eating let's start drinking a little bit <laughs> maybe it some, let's like maybe it brings some luck i literally i drank a, a whole fucking green apple four loco not a four loco <laughs> i drank a four loco and i'm thinking and the whole time i'm just sitting there and i'm like i'm seeing joe biden win certain states and i'm seeing his lead increase i'm thinking oh my god i think it's gonna yeah. happen i'm thinking in my own head i'm like oh my god i think we're gonna know tonight that joe biden won this election and then i immediately see in pennsylvania and all these states i'm like it's just leading for trump and i'm like why is this and, but and it's, it's not like because uh, the mail-in it. ballots weren't counted mm-hmm. yet and and yeah and that was the thing is i didn't yeah, even think about it at that both. time at, in my own head in my own head i'm thinking oh my god it's happening again <laughs> it's happening again I, that's what i thought i was like it's happening again he's it's it's just happening yeah again. i mean i remember when he won the first term I going back to school the next day it was just so solemn and silent like you had the people walking around in their trump shirts laughing and then you had like you know the hillary supporters (laughs) just thinking it wasn't even like it was a sense of for me in 2016 it wasn't even a sense of sadness i would say it was just a sense of what the actual i was scared that was what because i was like i wouldn't even say i was scared i was just like are you fucking i in my own head i just said i just remember being in school and hearing about it and i i had my ap world history class first period never forget that and mostly it was mostly liberal they had a few people who who supported obviously i'm a sophomore in high school by that point and i remember it was like you had some people saying like, yeah, Donald Trump won. And then you had just some, some people who were just thinking, what the, like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, I think I, think <laughs> I like actually I cried that day. It really like got to me. I was, um, we, did we go to the same high school? I think we did. Tottenville. Oh, okay. So, um, I was, um, <laughs> I was in the marching man in Tottenville and mm-hmm. like, 80% of them are, like, Republican. Well, I mean, that's oh, wow, just Tottenville really? High School, though, so... <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. I remember it was a Friday, the day he won, and every Friday, it was a band practice, and it was just, like, I remember the whole band was, like, so happy about it, and then it was, like, this small little group of, like, me and, like, maybe 10 other students just, like, sitting in the corner, yeah. like, you know, like, gay just thinking oh my Gay, god not oh my cis, god. like not white just <laughs> sitting there like oh, i'm really scared <laughs> like it, it yeah. made me just so like quiet that like i've never had such a quiet practice before like i was just silent yeah, for me, that whole oh school god, day so and i was just a junior and for me too. like 
you're a junior yeah. at that point. So you're a year yeah, older than me. You're mm-hmm. a year older than me. Okay. But what I remember about it too is, again, four years later, thinking about it now in 2020, I think for me, I saw it as so... I think I always remember about a month or two before election day, even it was, it was probably after the third debate or well, the second debate, I should say, there was no third debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. There was only two, but I remember after that second debate, that second and final debate, I remember I was saying to myself in my own head, I was like, he's going to win. I was like, Joe Biden's going to win. He's going to, and I said, I said in my own head, I said, he's going to win. But at the same time, I was thinking at that point, I was like, I think he's going to win like by a blowout. And technically, you can say the final results show he won in the yeah. landslide. But at that moment in time, I thought, we're going to know on election night who won this election. And I think it's going to be Joe Biden. I was thinking he's going to, I think he's going to absolutely destroy he did. <laughs> and he did. He did. But, but at the time, you're seeing how it was taking me days. Oh, it, took, it, was it took a full so day. It took a full day. It took a full day to count Wisconsin and Michigan. And when he won Michigan, I was like, holy shit, Joe Biden's probably going to yeah. win this. That's all I was thinking. I was like, oh, my God, I think he's going to win. I... And go, then, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. But again, I was like, it was like the days leading up to it again. So same thing. Bad. I remember on election night, like going back to election night, I remember I literally don't think I slept. Oh, neither did I. I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. I didn't go to bed until that night till about five thirty, six o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning because the whole time I'm just thinking, well, again, I, I'll, I'll admit I was definitely drinking a little bit. So I was definitely up <laughs> yeah. a little bit. I was definitely up and about, you know, watching MSNBC the entire night. You're watching Steve Kornacki in his khakis thinking to himself, oh, my God, oh, my God, like I can't stop watching this man. And, and again, I was just thinking. I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, please tell me Joe Biden's going to win. Just do something. Tell me he's going to win. And then that next morning, I wake up and I see a whole tweet about Joe Biden taking the lead in Wisconsin and taking the lead in Michigan. And I'm thinking, OK, yeah. that's good. That's a big step. And then he wins Wisconsin. Then he wins mm-hmm. Michigan. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I think yeah. he's going to win. I think he's going to win. And then it takes another three days just to call Pennsylvania. And I'm thinking, God damn it. Why is it taking so long? I mean, they long? could have said he won. They knew he won. They were, like, the, math, the math was always going exactly. towards Joe Biden. They always say they always say that. They always said that Joe Biden was most likely going to win by the time he won Wisconsin. Like, Michigan, they, knew. they knew he yeah. was most likely going to win because... And especially in Pennsylvania, which was his technically his, you know, he was a senator of Delaware, but it was also his native, his native town, his native home was Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So for him, I always remember that they said that mail-in ballots were going to put Joe Biden over the top. And I always laugh at the people who want to cry voter fraud. Yes, because the Donald Trump told them don't mail in your ballots. Because it leads to fraud, but it literally literally doesn't. doesn't. And I think it's crazy, too, because now you're seeing it more than ever that he can't accept oh, defeat. Yeah. He still has How many yet times to he did he insist on a recount, you know? And I remember and hearing... He did a recount in Wisconsin. He did a recount in Wisconsin that they found more ballots for Joe <laughs> and Biden. And then he was like, that's fraud. <laughs> it's fraud when it's for Joe Biden, but it's not fraud when it goes Yeah, for like him. if it was for me, that's fine. But yeah, for me, yeah. But I just like, oh, that was that was probably like when he kept insisting on recounts. I was like, you know what? 
do a recount. I want to see mm-hmm. you lose more than once. Like, sure. <laughs> oh, me too. And it's so, it's so perfect to see. And again, I laugh too at all the people who, uh, I said it to my dad also about how the Republicans keep moving the goalposts back. First, it was, first it was wait till you find out all the election fraud. Literally. Then it was wait till the electoral college, you know, certifies it. And then it was now, and now it's wait till Congress meets on January 6th, where again, it's they're just a so in denial. A, it is, but they're in denial. But I, even when I had my cousin on the other night on this podcast, even he said it too. He was like, why is it that Republicans are so willing to just throw away all their reputation, all, their entire mm-hmm. legacy as just a, a person? Why are they willing to throw that all away on a man like Donald Trump? That's honestly? really true. Because you know, I'm going to tell you right now, like is. I, I don't support either party. I do vote under Democrat, so I could vote in the primaries. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're essentially the same fucking party, just with different shitty players. I will. That's a whole nother topic. But I, I could, I you, could definitely yeah. say that even though I'm a Democrat, I people. Again, like I've had my own friends tell me, oh, you probably support people like Pelosi. You probably support Schumer, the Blasio. And I'm like, no, I really yeah. fucking don't. I don't yeah. like them. I don't think they're really that good of politicians. Nor do I, honestly. yeah. I don't like, <laughs> like me and my brother have gotten into this before. And I even said it to my mom. And I probably said it to my dad is I really like people talk about Nancy Pelosi. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like her. Honestly, I think she's I don't think she's really mm-hmm. that good. And people say, oh, well, you probably just support that. You're probably like a radical left Democrat. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I it's funny understand that some of these people aren't It's perfect. funny because, like, I feel like a lot of people's definitions for radical left is, like, it's really not radical at all. <laughs> like, they'll mm-hmm. be like, you want, like, you want everyone to have basic necessities? That's, like you're fucking crazy yeah, and I'm i like, know what <laughs> oh my god you're a communist like no i just want help <laughs> like i'm like i'm like i want health care for People all and they're understand. like you're fucking crazy mm-hmm. i agree <laughs> and i'm like oh. health care yeah health care for all oh no they like again the whole thing with that's another topic about donald oh. trump the whole thing with trying to take away health care from people during a global pandemic Literally. and still the entire four years, he talked about how, oh, I have a great And then he fucking plan. fired them right before. He never did. He never did anything. He never, the, it, it was never good. It never was, there was nothing against it. And the whole thing too with Donald Trump also that I always find fascinating with is every single person that has been for him, or even now you think about what happened to America recently, you hear about the cyber attacks with yeah. Russia and you have Donald Trump saying how he doesn't think it was Russia, how he thinks it was China. And you have his own secretary of state, his own, his old now what's going to be former attorney general Barr. They're saying there is no claim. There is no evidence. It was China at all. There, all the, all the points lead to it being Russia. And you have, what I said in the beginning of this podcast about Donald Trump having like a love, like love relationships basically with dictators yeah. like Vladimir Putin and Kim mm-hmm. Jong-un and with Putin too, it's a big deal that people see Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin's like relationship. And even the Democrats have said it and Hillary Clinton said it in 2016 in the debates that Donald Trump is basically Vladimir Putin's puppet. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he, 
he gets toyed around by Putin. And he always talks about how no one's been tougher on Russia. No, no president's ever been tougher on Russia than I am. Then again, you have this that he apparently is now calling it a hoax and says it's not real. Oh so that's Everything's already not real. That's already concerning. Everything's yeah. a hoax. Everything's Nothing's a conspiracy. real. Everything's a hoax. And then you have also you have that. And then you have another big thing when you have over the summer, you're learning that um, Russia was paying, you know, the Taliban bounties for American mm-hmm. soldiers. Yeah. And again, Trump claims he never heard anything about it. Trump claims he oh. never <laughs> knew anything of it. And it's like, dude, you're the fucking president. You probably should yeah, know about like this you... stuff. So claiming you don't know it is probably yeah. a lie. Probably a lie. I, it's kind of funny, too, because I go on, I'll admit, I check his yeah. Twitter. I, I like to see when he's having a, a rant because it's it's, fun. it's kind of funny because he's 74, 75 years old, God, however old Donald Trump old. is. He's the, he's the 45th president of the United States, and he has the mentality and the personality of a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it is. He, he is as... As I love this, this one comedian, Bill Maher, has literally said it best. Donald Trump is a whiny really bitch. Is. That's what, that's what he is. As, as as if he's never gotten his way, he, he will always claim throws, that the odds were like, always against drums. Like he's a oh yeah, baby. He absolutely does. and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, but I enjoy I enjoy hearing your perspective too about. You know, you not exactly. Would you say you don't affiliate with any party? Um, but you do vote Democrat. I do vote you, Democrat. Said, yeah, I used mm-hmm. to consider myself one too. I just feel like over the years, the more I learn and educate myself, I mm-hmm. kind of more recently, especially with the recent Black Lives Matter movement, I've just geared out of like supporting the two party system. You know, third parties are great in theory. We know that, but they're never gonna, they're never gonna work. And that that mm-hmm. is why I vote under Democrat. I, I mean, one of the reasons I vote under it because it's like, whatever. I know, like Bernie. I don't. I don't think Bernie considers himself a Democrat either. I think Bernie's technically. I think Bernie's technically. Every time Bernie Sanders is on MSNBC, they put him with the eye that he's an independent. Yeah. I mean, I obviously he has. He does have democratic yeah. views. But I know. I think he was he... going to be running under the Democratic Party. I don't know. He yeah, he definitely would have been because he, he like he had no other choice. But I just think it's um. I mean, it has another thing to do with like just my view on capitalism, my view on the system in general. How I just feel like both parties are kind of just like a copy and paste, but like you know, the Democratic Party has, like, a little sprinkles on top to make it look prettier. Like, I, mm. I like, they're both, they're both pretty terrible. Yeah, they're both they're, terrible. <laughs> there's no, there's no perfect, I mean, well, I can definitely say that I, I over, I think back eight years ago, eight years ago, I would say, when, um, when Barack Obama was elected for his second term as president, I think I always remember at the time, I was a hardcore yeah. Democrat, and I think we all you know, were. But I didn't understand. Exactly. But I didn't understand. But I didn't because understand. We were it, but I'll admit it. And all we, mm-hmm. I didn't all understand we associated anything. with it was like Democrat, good, Republican, bad. 
and like for and yeah. I'll be honest for like a few years like that was my mindset but then it's like it, but it, they're, they're, they're really both the same just like mm-hmm. there's like kind of like a little meme about it it's like yeah I mean for for me personally I wouldn't exactly agree with the opinion of they're both the exact not same yeah thing because I look yeah. at people I look at people I look at the character characteristics sure. of the both Democrats and Republicans and I see someone like literally I see Republicans like Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. and Lindsey Graham and I'm thinking yeah, I do not ever. I think want to it's more of like they ever. both kind of have the same intentions, but the Democrats kind of pretend to have the people's interests in mind more. It, mm-hmm. It's like either way, they both engage to me. As I mean, but this is like any political or government thing. Like I don't, I don't really trust any politician. This could just this, this okay. might just be like my really radical take on it, but I mean. Over the, that's fine i'm, I'm yeah. always open to hearing i mean over like the that. summer i mean i just got like this eerie feeling the entire summer you know i attended a few protests and the entire time like it was just like this energy of like we can't vote someone in to fix this this just needs to be like uh burnt not literally but like burnt to the ground and like just done all over like that I mean the founding fathers did not yeah. want people to ever be like Democrats oh, or yeah, Republicans. 100%. I mean even I'm pretty sure Washington himself, the first president ever, said that there he shouldn't literally be a two-party said system. It. He was like, Don't it's gonna divide the country. Don't be Democrats. He was like, Don't yes. make a two party system. And what system. is it done? But but here's the thing is even though yes, it's definitely divided people now, I think eight years ago when it was Obama we were against Mitt Romney and then yeah. And and even 12 years ago when it was Barack Obama against John McCain, people on each side, whether or not they agree with their viewpoints or not, respected one another. And look at someone like a Barack Obama against John McCain. Even Barack Obama himself was invited to John McCain's funeral and it's one of the only speeches I could for anyone who doesn't know this, I'm saying this. It is probably one of the only speeches where when I listen to it, I always cry Aww. at it. Barack Obama's speech at john mccain's funeral because at that moment it makes me realize that john mccain died i think in 2018 Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking to myself that barack obama and john mccain had such different political backgrounds and not just political backgrounds they came from such different you know backgrounds as a whole barack obama comes from this family where he doesn't know who he never knew who his father was he grew up with a single parent. They moved all the time. They moved to places like Indonesia. They mm-hmm. lived in Hawaii. Then they moved to Illinois. You know, Barack Obama up and coming when he met Michelle Obama and he was a law student, all that stuff. Then you have someone like John McCain, who comes from a military family, who is a POW, who was in a POW camp. And again, at the same time, they ended up forming such different political views that by the time they eventually ended up facing against one another in 2008, they always, even though they had different views on stuff, you had people on John McCain's side of supporters who at this point were calling Obama a Muslim. They were calling Mm -hmm. him a terrorist because of, again, talk earlier about the racial profiling and the color of someone's skin. But the thing that made John McCain so different is that even though he can, even though he is considered a war hero and he was a member of a POW and he was a prisoner of war, he he 
respected Barack Obama regardless. And Mitt Romney, too, I would say even. Those guys had very big political debates when in 2012. And in the end, John McCain, Mitt Romney, they both called Barack Obama personally to concede to him and tell him that you won and it was a good run against you. And I'm I'm it's it's okay to know that you're going to be president again, even though it's not Mm -hmm. what I wanted. It's okay. And even in 2016, even before the race was called, even before it was uh, called for Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump the night of the election to concede, to tell him that you won and there was a good run against you. And in 2020, the, the, the standards and everything is, is just flipped. Feel like that even nowadays I think about no, it. You're fine. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um I just can't imagine that in no, twenty twenty right. this is how like it, it's it's basic principle for I feel like we a can candidate to Yeah, consider. I feel like we can't. We can't. And I feel like the candidates can't either because I know I was saying this earlier with you, like now it's not like it's not even about like things like the economy it's literally things like people's lives people's identities people's like health are being threatened and it's like if you Mm -hmm. are opposed to that you know like that's not like an issue of opinion that's an issue of like where are your morals standing i can't like how can you respect someone like that and i feel like because of this there's just such a huge division of all of us it's 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 literally no, now it's not like like um oh do you like his plan or like this other guy's plan now it's like uh oh do you like this guy because he's gonna send you to conversion camp or not like i mean my biggest mm-hmm. fear as in like lgbtq person was you know when trump was well still yeah elected had, and had had, yeah friends. and yeah. you know people would make jokes about like Trump dying from COVID, like, oh, I, I hope he croaks and like, ha ha. But like, uh, no, I, I can't, I can't want that to happen because then who's gonna replace him? And that, but and that fucking My terrified Pence. me for years. I mean, I because I mean, look, I mean, and look at Mike Pence too. His whole background, I've, I, because I work with someone who is, um, a member of again the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, and she always told me too that like. She was saying Mike Pence literally wanted people to go to gay people to go to conversion camps and possibly give them like an electric uh-huh. shock just to try and convert them just back to street. I, and she was literally saying that too. She was like, I would not want that fucking guy as my president. I don't want Yeah, like it's astounding to me that it's even allowed for people who believe in that stuff to be in mm-hmm. like a, like a political position to begin with much less the fucking president like it's like mm-hmm. whether it's the president or the yeah, vice president it's still yeah, very and it's bad. like i think right now if anything we just need people with fucking morals you know i feel mm-hmm. like like a lot of people like to argue that it's like what the things that we have today are like oh everyone's gay now everyone's this everyone's that and it's like these things have always been around now we're just fighting to be more like open about it and vocal about it like 
they, yeah. like gay people didn't just like come out like out of the fucking sky a few years ago. They just been they've just been around. We, they just have we've had to up. live in secret because of people like this, and now they're getting into power, and now they're like, well, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I don't support that, and it's like, mm. and it's like you have such old fashioned values. Like, get up with it. Like, it's twenty twenty. <laughs> No, get with literally. the times. Just get with the times. And like you were times. saying before, how old Donald Trump is? Like that's fucking. Our president should be fucking seventy. Even Joe Biden, I feel like. Is I mean, too think old. about well, think about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's gonna be Joe Biden when he's sworn in next month. Will what next month will be the oldest president of all time? He's going to be. He's currently seventy-eight years he old. Needs to get younger. That that's my big thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> they do. I no, I I can't help but not agree with it somewhat because some of these people, the past couple of presidencies, anything like that. I mean, the Donald oh, Trump presidency guys are so is definitely fucking old. You're like you're like I'm sorry, <laughs> but like you're like you're like putting out like like values and laws that like might have been like supported or like understood like I don't know fifty years ago, but like. But it's twenty again, twenty twenty. Get with the times. Almost twenty twenty one. This is what um, this is what we're dealing with now. This is it sucks, but only only we can hope for the for the best. I mean, I said it earlier in this uh, about the upcoming Joe Biden and Kamala Harris administration. Is it's so important to know that obviously Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have some plans that they want to do on day one of their administration. But I I keep thinking to myself too, is the next four years are so important for the American people and the country in itself, because Joe Biden does want to provide unity for people. He doesn't want there to be an America divided. You know, Donald Trump looked at his presidency as I'm the president of red States. I'm not the president of blue States. And Joe Biden's big, Joe Biden's big message when he won was this is the United States of America. This is yeah. a democracy. No one should ever take that away from yeah. us, what we have. And it was our God-given American right to be in a democracy. And he looked at it as the people who didn't vote for me. And he even said it at his own, at his, at, at his, the last latter weeks of the campaign trail, he said that I'm going to fight just as hard for those people who didn't vote for me as I will for the people mm-hmm. who did. And that's a big, and whether he's yeah. telling the truth about it or not, it's a big it thing yeah. because you had our the president who's still the who is the incumbent currently is someone who just goes to campaign rallies in places like Oklahoma, places you know in some red parts mm-hmm. of Georgia, and all he cares about is yeah. just himself and the people who support him. He doesn't care at all about just re-emphasizing and, and his own lose. support and views yeah and i think i yes, think it's crazy absolutely. that like you know joe biden promising that i mean that really is the bare minimum of what like a president should want and the fact mm-hmm. yeah and the fact, that, like, after... and the fact that that like we have to fight yeah. for it again shouldn't be a shouldn't be an issue but that's what we're yeah, currently that's fighting crazy, for but like i like you said like i'm fortunate that he's at least reaching the bare minimum on that because you're right Mm -hmm. the way he uh is going about it is already oh yeah we need we need need yeah it's already significantly better than 
literally i always remember there was a thing about that comedian john i love him (laughs) do you know he yes i actually found out right before i got on with you and i was really sad i was like wow okay but something that i think if i'm not mistaken he said this i think a few years ago it was in one of his stand-up specials someone asked him why do you tweet why do you tweet so much about the current president that you did about the other guy? And he said, because the other guy wasn't something that I had to focus so on all true. the time. This guy I have to think about. This guy I have to think about all the time. His what little he's skit doing. on the horse loose in the hospital. He's like, he's like, you're constantly <laughs> checking your phone. Like, what did the horse do now? What's he going to do next? We don't know. And like, mm-hmm. it's funny, but yeah. it's such a good analogy on like what it was like to have him as a president. Oh, yeah. Even and you talk about more comedians. You talk about another comedian that I saw live in. It was like in June. It was in the first week of June in 2019. I went to Hershey with my family and I saw mm-hmm. Trevor Noah. Oh my god, the guy literally made just so the jokes he made. It was he was hysterical. But I always remember when he got on the topic of the election being a year and a half away by that point, just mm-hmm. a little over a year and a half mm-hmm. away. I remember he said, oh, "All right, guys, so the elections uh, next year." Are we going to take it seriously? Oh, my God. (laughs) He's like, we're going to take it seriously? Like, we can't have this guy again. We can't. And um, I I just want to know what's going to happen on January 20th, 2021, when it's true. Like, I keep saying that. And you've seen my Twitter. I keep saying it. What are people going to do when they realize he's actually the president? It's actually going to be Joe Biden. I mean, I live with Trump supporters. So, uh, I mean, like, I mm. remember, I think it was the day Biden was like, it was called, like, yes, he won. I went home and I, my dad had a Trump sign up. I took that shit down. I put it in the garage. <laughs> I like neatly stacked it against something. And I was like, yep, that's over. And then in retaliation, yep. my dad fucking puts it back up and he goes, it's not over yet. And I'm like, you look like a clown. <laughs> yeah it is no it's 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 over over. see for me yeah i mean for me i have i had two biden signs in my front lawn i had one sign that just said biden for president and then when he picked kamala i had a biden harris sign in my front lawn but it's not still there yeah though he won it's not still there anymore it doesn't i don't have to leave it up anymore i don't have to it's not a big it's not like like, I know he won, and I'm glad he won. And regardless, if he lost, yeah. I wasn't going to keep it up. Why would I keep it up, yeah. even if he lost? And it was really embarrassing on my parents' part, but... But, yeah. you know what? It happens. It's also, it's exactly. also Staten Island, so... It's also Staten Island. All right, listen, I don't want to let this drag on anymore. I keep repeating myself. So, Nicole, I'm going to end this here. I just want to thank you very much for being a part of this and agreeing to I this. Did. I did. It was fun, awesome. Honestly. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. All right, listen, I will let you know when this goes up, when it's published, when it's aired. So I will let you know. So thank you again uh, a lot.